Great. Okay, let's go live, Jack. Instagram's live. Perfect. Hello, Holly Shorts Instagram. <laughs> Good? Great. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinematography for Actors podcast for Holly Shorts. We are the official podcast partner for the 19th annual Oscar qualifying festival here in Hollywood, California. And sitting with me today is Darren Haruo Ray, Mm -hmm. director and writer of Nisei, and Jessica Oltoff, producer of Nisei. Great name. Lots of fun. The film title and your own names. Um, can we talk? It's a 15 minute interview. I'd love to get into the nitty gritty. But before that, can we talk a little bit about what the film is about? Right. Yeah. So Nisei is inspired by my by my grandfather, who it follows him and his brother during World War Two. They're Japanese American. And it follows the story of the two brothers who were placed in internment camps, imprisoned, stripped of their citizenship. And they still ultimately volunteer for the 442nd Regimental Combat Team, which is an all-Japanese-American uh, unit in, in the U.S. military. And it's actually the most meddled unit in the history of the United States military. Wow. Okay. So. And then your history in the past with filmmaking, do you normally go into like historical pieces or is this the first time? Um, well, obviously, it's a very personal subject. Yeah. And so it's like I always wanted to do this film. But like earlier in my career, I, I was a lot more of like sci-fi kind of neo-western that's kind of like where, where I like to kind of explore and it was just like right place right time and I felt like this was kind of the good opportunity and we can go in you know the technical side of it just like locations the fact that it's period yeah. piece and we've we both work in the industry ourselves we came up yeah. through the crew side yeah. of it oh, and fun. so it was very much a labor of love and being able to like take all of our passion and all of our you know everything we've learned over the years that's so. incredible so crew side what were both of your journeys into film um, I started off as a camera assistant and then uh, made my way through production and then now I do producing. Incredible. So, That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I, I came up through lighting and so I actually was, I came up through lighting, became a dolly grip and key grip for, for a while on TV and stuff. Wow. So. so you're both really understanding the visual language. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you're yeah. doing what, like, if you're hiring a DP, <laughs> it's always like the camera and lighting side and you both have that brain you represent that and can merge and be Mm -hmm. the ultimate visual storyteller yeah it definitely helps now with producing having like done different aspects in film production you know so now I can I kind of understand it a little bit more I feel like because I've actually done those other jobs yeah so what went into making this period piece where did you like start and how did you um how did you kind of execute it so it it originally started out as a pilot because we were like, there's no way we're going to be able to do a period piece. And then, you know, actually during COVID, I kind of sat down and rewrote and thought about how I want to do it. And I was like, let's do a high concept short film instead, like a proof of concept. Wow. And so we really kind of went back to square one with that and started writing it and then just working away backwards from there. I think pre-production for us was like at least six months just because wow. we knew yeah. we were going to have to find stuff mm-hmm. because it is a period piece. And so literally like, uh, people haven't seen the film, but like we have a 1940s Greyhound bus that they that actually drives Incredible. and they rode in it. You know, we yeah. we actually had a, a, a replica internment camp that was actually at the San Jose Japanese American Museum, and 
we even found a uh, World War II collector up in Northern California wow. who had tanks and 88 cannon, a period correct cottage, and we had to go and ask him and be like, hey, can we blow up your house? And yeah. can we, you know, yeah, do all the do a battle scene there? So What's yeah. pretty cool about that is, I mean, if you have that extra prep time, it allows mm-hmm. you to work on whatever budget line hopefully mm-hmm. you have, whatever that number is, because you're able to really do the research and figure yeah. out where those pieces can come from because I'm sure just as it's personal to you and to yourself you're probably finding people like the collectors who also are like yes let's show off that history and especially if you're doing something like a high concept short mm-hmm. it's like yeah it's gonna look good too so let's talk about the visuals so you did all the research you got all the pieces that made it into the period piece and authenticated it the visual language working with your cinematographer what were the rules around the visual language that you wanted to capture? You want to go on that or me? I'll go ahead. Um, the way I kind of approach it is talking about, you know, tone is so critical, especially in a period piece. Mm-hmm. And the second you break the tone or do something disingenuous, you know, you lose the audience. And so, yeah, we had all these great set pieces, but also the reality of, you know, we had six soldiers versus, you know, six German soldiers. And it's like you can't shoot an entire hillside. Otherwise, it just, you know, it just looks like a bunch of like Correct, small yeah. people up on the hill yes. like you can't see them and so it was really thinking about how we show it and make it feel impactful and so like a big thing for the war scene for example was it was all about perspective and so you're very claustrophobic with these soldiers as they go inside of a house they breach the house versus like the brother who's up on the hill watching it and it's all this very narrow perspective very still very static and almost eerie to a degree wow. until the fight scene breaks out yeah spoiler but yeah uh, (laughs) we're finding a lot of that i'm like interviewing and i'm like let's get into the nitty-gritty let's talk technical and then they're like well we're gonna spoil i'm like okay i I get it but it's fun like we could talk about it i know so i apologize everyone for spoiling their film (laughs) um and i'm sure it's also really funny because i'm sure the constraints (laughs) of the film are also the biggest reasons why it sells because you are able to get into the personal by having that visual language and being able to tell it in that way with casting what were you looking for in actors and what was the process in going about finding them i mean it was interesting because we didn't know what we were going to get into when we put out the casting call for it and um you know we got very fortunate where the actor uh, Jonathan Tanagaki who plays the lead plays my grandfather he was the first one to reply first one to send a reel in and like my experience with casting in the past was just like this is probably too good to be true like this this has got to be way harder than this but he came in walked in and it was just like that's it and so right off the bat we we kind of had these kind of set pieces that we could build the rest of the deck around and something that really helped too was actually we my grandfather's passed away now it's been over 10 years but we actually have interviews from him from like four hour long interviews talking about his journey and so I gave that to Jonathan as well as Brent Yoshida who played his brother John and all these other people that were in the unit. I gave them that footage, gave them the interviews, gave them you know, that source material because so much of it I think from a performer is not telling you how to do it, it's just letting you kind of yeah. be in it and find it. And a lot of these actors too, because they are Japanese American as well, they had direct ties to it. So like Brent's uh, grandparents were at Manzanar and Jonathan's actually second generation Japanese. And so he could relate to a lot of the, the cultural significance of the character. Wow. And so, yeah. That's really cool. Jessica, how, as a producer for this, what were your priorities when looking at this film and the script? I think the main thing was like safety. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I lost my voice. Oh, no, it's okay. I almost lost my voice last night at the <laughs> opening party because it was so loud. And I was like, I need to leave immediately or else I'm never going to do these interviews. So, I, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> you want me to talk about it? <laughs> I, I know what you're going to say. Uh, yeah, safety was definitely a big thing for us, just us coming from the crew side and seeing how proper sets ran versus bad sets. Right. And, you know, we were using blanks. We were using pyrotechnics. And so, you know, we, we're we going to do this. We're going to do it right. We want to make a good film, but we want people to enjoy it being That's on so set important. and not being afraid. And I've been on the crew side of that where it's like, hey, this is yeah. a little dangerous and we should maybe really think about this. So, you know, we brought up a professional armor, professional stunt team, professional effects team. And every single day we would do the proper steps of this is the safety meeting. This is exactly what we're going to do, exactly where we're look, looking. And we actually scheduled our entire shoot day or shoot for the film was eight days. And I think the war scene, which is only half the film, we shot three or four days yeah. of it just because it's you like- You were like, I need to take my time with Take this. our time. Yeah. Like, don't feel like someone's rushing to like, hey, we got to get this shot where we're shooting a blank. It's like, no, we're do it right. Make sure everyone's safe. So. I think that's so incredible because as a cinematographer, being on set with heads of department <laughs> and as producers and directors and writers, understanding the roles of everyone and what they can bring to the film mm. also allows you to have a safer set because you know what to ask of people and you know what you probably can't ask. And if you can't, where does that question go? Right. And so your experience coming up in camera and lighting, both of you, is wonderful because not only are you making a more motivated and informed piece in the visual language, but you're also able to tell your entire set like we hear you we know what you're dealing with let's do this instead of that um what was some of the biggest was there a sacrifice you guys had to make because of the um the weight of having to carry a period piece um or were you kind of able to get everything and tick all your boxes i mean for us it was just kind of the fortune of everything kind of came into place right place right time like right off the bat i know or the producer nick's gonna get mad at this but i talked like we were told like hey we're not how are you going to find a bus? Right. Like, how are you going to do this? How right. are you going to do that? And, you know, part of it's luck. Part of it's just putting it out there and yeah. just seeing what, what happened. And, you know, happened to find a bus museum that had a functioning bus. Like, the week before we shot, they just happened to fix it up. Yeah. And stuff like that. And so I don't feel like we necessarily had to sacrifice anything. And That's us going into even making this, you know, it's self-financed. We've been saving up money for four or five years now to make it. Congrats. And thank you. So it was like if we're going to do this, like I keep talking about, like we want to do it right. We want to treat people right. And so the worst thing you can do, especially with the period piece with effects and stunts is trying to cram it together in like a week and and the quality is going to suffer as well as, you know, absolutely. Yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, I absolutely understand. I, there's so many stories on set we've all been through on crew side of just kind of like, "Mm -hmm, absolutely. That is correct. Um, and I will not tell them here today. Um, (laughs) when are you guys screening? Oh, your voice is gone still? It's, okay. Yeah, I'm so happy you're just here. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, no. I love it. And um, I love the Tom Ford glasses. They're great. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's um, the 15th at 10. So 15th at 10 a.m. 10 p.m. We're in 10 the, a- the cool. action block. Awesome. So. Action block. That's going to be a fun block to attend. Yeah. Um, well, we look forward to seeing you around the festival. Thank you guys so much. Their film is Nisei, correct? Mm. I'm like always like, am I pronouncing it right? I don't want to butcher this. Um, thank you guys so much for being here. If you cannot be in Hollywood, California for Holly Shorts Film Fest, you can watch on BitPix, which is the virtual festival going alongside of the in-person festival. So you have no excuse to not watch their film. Thank you so much. We will see you guys later. Bye. Thank you very much. Yeah. This has been another special episode of the Cinematography for Actors podcast. We are here live at the 19th annual Oscar qualifying Holly Shorts Film Festival through August 20th. Follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you are here at the festival, come up to the VIP lounge and say hi. 
We also want to give a huge thank you and shout out to our sponsors, which we have so many to help us put this together. And that is Apogee Film Tools, Roscoe, Lightstone Rentals, Canon, and First Smile Technology for the awesome Wi-Fi hookup. As a special gift to our CFA listeners, um, we have partnered with a company called We Make Movies, you may be familiar with them, to offer discounted production services, including access to comprehensive production insurance and workers' comp for your next shoot. Visit wemakemovies.org slash insurance and use code CFA23 on your next intake form for 10% off your quote. We are making filmmaking more accessible. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next time on the Cinematography Fractors podcast. Thanks all. Bye. Bye.